It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So, today I am joined by KISS FM presenter Sam Darliston. How you doing, Sam? I'm all good. Bit cold, but... Bit cold, you've got a jacket on. Yeah, exactly. Jacket, blanket, I'm ready. So, for people that don't know about Rolling With It, it's basically an insight into how creatives are dealing with lockdown and just the whole pandemic in general and how they're adapting their jobs and their hobbies and stuff to Love what's it. going on. So, how is lockdown in the Darleston household going? It's good, yeah. So I came back up to the Midlands to see my family for Christmas and obviously lockdown three. Yeah. So I'm now here till at least mid-Feb. Um, but I can't complain. Like I love yeah. my parents and we have a nice time, but it's just very cold <laughs> up here. And I was just telling you before, like where I record now, so this is obviously like ooh, my little duvet fort, mm -hmm. um, it's just off the garage. We've got like a double garage. It's basically the outside. Right. So I am Baltic every day. <laughs> every morning I come down here at 10 for like the meeting with everyone on um, Microsoft Teams. Obviously mm -hmm. that's been a very big tool this year. Yeah. Um, I come down for the meeting for that on Kiss. I'm like the coldest one in the room. I've got like two mugs <laughs> of tea, blanket on me. Have you got fluffy socks on? And usually they're, they're in the wash. Oh no! <laughs> they were due a wash and I was like the weekend after this. So I've just had to put two pairs of white socks on. You're getting cold sweats. Exactly. So for people that don't follow you on Instagram, you're always up to stuff. Like you're always doing weird, crazy stuff. Can you explain to the viewers about Toastgate, the burnt toast? What's going oh, on? <laughs> That's probably the least up to stuff thing I've ever done. I love that intro. Basically, yeah, since I've come back, my mum, so it was a bit of a running joke when we were kids, me and my brothers, because every day before school, we'd be woken up by the smoke alarm. Yeah. Like every single day, she can't cook. She cannot cook. She's great at other things. We love her, but she can't cook. She's got her strengths. Um, she, she does a nice roast dinner, but toast is like the biggest struggle point. And I've explained to her loads of times that the thing on the side is the minutes, like stop putting it on four. And she's like, no, it's the level of toastiness. <laughs> toastiness. I'm like, it's not, it's not. Um, but yeah, every day she burns it and then for like a minute or two, she's scraping it into the sink and then she's like, okay, that'll do now. And it's like a, you know what a toast is like, a bit of burnt here, here, here. <laughs> it's like she's indented, like, it's like concaving because you've Honestly, scraped all the good stuff I'm out. Like, Grab another slice, Ruth, come on. But <laughs> come yeah, on, Ruth. become a bit of a, a tail on Instagram and um, yeah, people seem to enjoy her struggles with that. <laughs> so she's got she's got her own little highlight as well now, hasn't she? She has, yeah. Ruth's toast. Ruth's toast. <laughs> and your dad partakes sometimes as well. 
But he was actually just scraping it for her. Oh. So like, she, she'd burn it again that time. She's got to that level now. She's like, okay, I'm famous. I don't yeah. need to be scraping my toast anymore. Exactly you can do that. it for exactly me. <laughs> so, presenting your job, radio presenter, which is sick. How did you get into that? What was your journey? I know everyone's different, but... Yeah, mine was weird to be honest. So I studied at uni, I studied acting and presenting. So it's called media performance. And I loved it. Um, but I didn't expect it all to happen as quick as it did. I was still at uni, 2015, mm-hmm. I was 21, and I won a competition called the Kiss Chosen One, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like a nas- nationwide presenter search. Um, but I didn't ha- have any idea what was going on. So yeah. this has been going on for months. People were auditioning in, in like shopping malls around London, Westfield, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just got my mate was like oh I'm applying for this you should apply so we all sent videos in in our like student house mm-hmm. and then next thing I knew I got a call saying I was in the top 20 I was what? like what? <laughs> already? yeah literally yeah. And then like, within it all happened within less than a month like three weeks wow. I was top 20 and then you have like a presenter academy day at the studios and mm-hmm. they do like they test how you look how you sound mm-hmm. how your interview skills are yeah. how you get on with other people and then it was top five where we had to make a funny video and then I won what was your funny video? So I did, I just sort of knew that everyone would be showing off in a way. Mm-hmm. Like everyone would be like trying to show their Yeah, trying to pick themselves points. up. And I don't have many. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do everything I'm bad at. So yeah. I went like roller skating, nearly got hit by a car. Oh, did like okay. my cooking skills, take after my mum. Yeah, like taste. all of that, like I was just showing all the things that I'm bad at. But then I was like, but I've got a cool hamster and I've got my hamster in it. Like, <laughs> I think I interviewed my hamster in Spanish. They're the oh. two things that I'm good at. Wow. You, do you still have that hamster now? No, he's dead. Oh, he's, he's dead. He's five years. It's five years. You've been on Kiss for a while then, five years. It'll be six years in March. Wow. So with years. presenting, obviously people would expect you to be like going into a studio and like it's mm-hmm. very hustle and bustle. How yeah. have you dealt with having to do shows from home? Has it been like a challenge? I tell you what, like our boss at Kiss, she made it so easy this whole thing mm-hmm. like we did she was so on the ball with it because we had to be really safe and because our building's quite small compared to the other big radio station buildings and we share with like all the bauer companies like absolute magic kerrang like they're all in one building mm-hmm. but it's small so the rules and regs for us were kind of like you can't be in mm-hmm. um and she sort of struck while the iron was hot back in march and she got everybody a yeti mic and there was like software online that's basically identical to what we were using in the studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just learned how to do it from there. Like there's been mm-hmm. times where people have been back in and you know, people, some shows are still live from the studios, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of us here and there have been doing bits when we've had to, we've been able to work from home, which has been fun to be Yeah, fair. so it's been like doable. You've still been able to do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's definitely like, elements of it that I really miss, like putting the faders up mm. and like, you know, that whole rush of radio. But because we're doing it almost like live, so we still do the shout outs, we still, we're just a little bit ahead of where we'd normally do it. And obviously we get a couple of attempts at it if we mm-hmm. properly mess up, which is good. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I miss like being in a studio as well. Like I see everyone at the radio stations in their studios yeah. and I'm like, oh, Yeah, <laughs> want to be there. I want to be there, but um, it's also nice to just know that like our health hasn't been compromised. Like mm-hmm. we've sort, of, it sort of makes us feel good because like we we come first. It's up to us if we want to go in. If we wanted to push for it, I'm sure we could, mm. and we have been able to at points. But they've just sort of really made it so easy for us. You have you had to like make your own little studio at home? 
Literally, yeah. So I have one in London. Oh, God, I'm so bougie. Got one studio in London. Got one here. <laughs> so my one in London is at the end of my bed. So I have a bed with like a, a backboard thing. And it's the only thing I could make into like a small square. So I had to bring my bed into like the middle of my room. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of my bed, I'm using like the backboard of that. Got um, hanging, I had like hanging lanterns in, in my room. I've used them as almost like a tent peg so I have like sheets going over them like that and just all the way around me I'm like caged in I open and close it with pegs pegs <laughs> pegs not so much pegs and lanterns some people have proper like Michael from Kiss he's got like an amazing like wardrobe space that he's converted he's put lights in it he's, his sound is amazing wow mine's like five out of ten but yeah. I've just <laughs> I just don't know anymore how to do it so mm-hmm. I was like you know what, I'm just going to Blankets, pillows, everything that will soften the sound. And it definitely works, mm-hmm. so you can hear that it works. Well, at least it works. So you yeah. also do voiceovers as well for Channel 4 and E4. Have yeah. you been also been able to do those well at home? Like, is that yeah. all gone well? And That's all gone great as well. So I've been using the Yeti mic. Um, them guys actually gave me a lot of tips on how to make my studio better than it was. Because at first it was hit and miss, like my sound. Um, and then some of them are like expert, like really been in the business for a while, know about the sound. And they're like, how about you try this? How about you try that? And all of it worked. And I was like, nice one, guys. So they, yeah, they've really helped. That's been nice and easy to do from home as well. Mm-hmm. So voiceovers and like radio in general, was it always something you knew you wanted to do before you did the Kiss Chosen one? So no. you said you did like presenting and drama acting. Yeah. So was it like more of an acting route you wanted to go down? So originally I wanted to go to drama school. So I went to drama college, like a college that was specifying in drama. Is that the word? Speci- <laughs> Specialising. Special, yeah, specialising. Um, I'm not the one to ask. I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Maths, English, no. <laughs> um, I went to a college to do all that and then I was there for two years. I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when it came to being 18 and all my mates were going uni, I was like, I kind of want to go uni, but I want to keep doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's not many courses that are aimed at training you in TV or presenting no. in general, like at uni. Not there sure. might be more nowadays. This was like eight years ago or whatever, but there wasn't many. Um, so I found one called Media Performance. And I was like, that sounds fun. So mm-hmm. I literally just went on that. It was near London. It's like just outside Newton. So it's like just outside London. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, I'll give it a crack. So I went for that and had the best three years there. Yeah. And then, yeah, then, then I did actually, funnily enough, my lowest grade. So I got a first. Aye. Nice. But my, uh, my, my lowest grade across the whole three years, guess what it was? <laughs> I'm going to go not harsh and say like a C. No, no, not the, not the grade. The, oh. The unit. Oh. <laughs> it was a C though, it was a C. It was a C, okay, I got that right, I got that right. Unit, um, what a hard, uh, like... No, it wasn't, it was radio. Radio. Yeah, 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 it was radio. <laughs> Stay in the obvious. <laughs> it was my lowest grade oh, <laughs> which no. I find well funny now I did like it though I enjoyed it when I did it but um, I did a bit of student radio and then I just sort of didn't really think about it like I knew I wanted to do pre- it was acting and then I was like actually like during the three years I changed to I want to be a presenter mm-hmm. and it was like I want to do so all the stuff I trained for was like TV kind of work mm. and then radio came along and I just 
fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. So it was always kind of like destined for you, I guess. I like, I'm like. i a big believer in like everything's meant to happen for a reason. It's like you heard about the That's Kiss nice. Chosen One, it happened and it was obviously always in you. So for people that don't know how to get into radio, it's like a big question, how do I get into radio? How do I get into presenting? And I know there's not one kind of straight route, but mm. from what you've like picked up on throughout the years you've been doing radio, what tips would you give to people wanting to start? I think make sure, I think like with nowadays, as you were saying, like we've been able to work from home and the fact that national radio stations have been doing that, take note of the things that the presenters and the producers from them stations are doing because, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't know how long this whole situation is going to last for, for one and for two, it means that you can make a demo to that standard. Mm -hmm. So look out, look at some mics online, mine's a Yeti mic and it sounds pretty spot on, that's mm -hmm. I think about 90 quid or something. It just plug straight into your laptop, get the software. I use Audacity. I don't even pay for Adobe. I've got Audacity, which is the free one. Nice. And that's what I use for like all that sort of stuff. So it's accessible really to anybody. Like say, go get yourself a mic and then make yourself a demo. Now with a demo, listen to some examples online. Loads of presenters have theirs on SoundCloud or they have it like just out there ready to send to agents. So you can do a little snoop and find some, mm -hmm. like some presenters that you look up to or some people that you think, oh, I could do a similar job to that. Okay. And then from that, just build your own demo. And then just don't be afraid, because I'm rubbish at this. I don't message anyone and ask for favors. Yeah. At all, I'm, it's my worst thing. Like when I'm trying to help my mates, I'm like, hey, could you do this for my friend? And everyone says <laughs> yes. Like everyone's so yeah. nice, usually. Like no one ever really says no. Um, but I just never asked for me. And yeah. that's a bit, even I, like, even at this stage of my career, which is still early stages, but like, I still need to get better at that. But um, yeah, just do that. Make sure you're DMing people. You can find um, producers and that on either LinkedIn, Twitter, Insta. And usually like, they'll, they'll send you, if you ask for their email address, they'll send you it or they'll say, send something through on here. Not a lot of people would just ignore you. Yeah, I guess and, it's, yeah. Opening those doors for yourself like approach I feel like I'm quite bad at that is like actually approaching people you're like I don't want to like annoy you or her to seem like yeah. I'm harassing or like that's nagging the that's the thing you're not gonna at the, that stage so I remember when I was at uni I was thinking like, oh I'm gonna get an agent and then bang they're gonna do everything for me mm -hmm. you're not gonna get an agent at that stage and if you are they're probably not gonna be the right agent they're yeah. gonna be the ones that kind of want your money rather than your success mm -hmm. or they're I don't know, you can get one, but like you'd have to be really good on maybe social media or things like that. Yeah. But like for actual targeted presenting, and that's the condensed thing you want to do, um, I think you've got to sort of be self-sufficient for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, once you've got in a position, an agent can help you to another level. Mm -hmm. But like to begin with, you've almost got to just balls to the wall just go for it yeah i feel like presenting is one of those things where you really have to like persist like it's like survival of the fittest if you do not wait out it's not go oh my voice <laughs> what happened um it's not gonna happen because it's just so competitive there's so many people wanting the same thing yeah there is but so many fall by the wayside i used mm. i used to hate so we used to have like people come into uni um, and they'll be like, oh, just, like only two, oh no, was it college? What in college? Like only like 2% of you will still do this as a career or like, mm -hmm. you know, like, all this sort of thing. And like they say that then, yeah, fair play when you're 16, 17, only 2% will, but that's the same if you were like doing any kind of course, like only 2% will get that exact thing because well, I don't even know if that's the real stat, but like so many change their mind and they want to go behind, like 
behind the camera and then so mm-hmm. many don't even want to do media anymore so many get married so many have kids so many like you know like, and you can do that and yeah. still be a presenter but like so many do that and focus on that and they're yeah. like oh that was just a phase mm-hmm. people grow out of it mm-hmm. but if you're persistent and you carry on I think there's always going to be a door that opens you just yeah. can't ever let all these people that say this and this because usually they're people that it hasn't worked out for mm-hmm. and you just can't let that seep in because you've got to just remember that you know what you do you know what you're good at and don't get lost in in looking at other people and seeing their social media followings and all that because mm. it's all bullshit yeah they, oh, I feel like <laughs> so many people kind of pick up and like make assumptions on people and how successful they are through their Instagram yeah. following and it is not that at all so many people buy their followers yeah I was going to say you could just you go and buy 20,000 followers so many people do it I know people that have done it and I'm like oh it's just really bait like, yeah. stop doing that like honestly like people buy comments people like it's all false and sooner or later marketing companies are going to be wise to that mm-hmm. and yeah right they might get sent a protein shake and get given yeah. 30 quid to sell it online but if you want to be a presenter mm-hmm. don't worry about that don't get caught up in that yeah. like followers and people that enjoy you as a presenter will naturally come with you doing what you love and being mm. authentic to you yeah i feel like people can suss out fakeness very easily yeah and so. bought followers you can literally swipe through and just see all these non-profile pictures don't yeah, buy yeah, followers yeah. don't buy followers um <laughs> so lockdown three what yeah. have you got any like new weird hobbies are you picking any knitting what are you what are you doing I, i'm i'm not but i brought my mum so she she hasn't used it so i got her when lockdown first hit i ordered my mum and dad loads of games and like things to do because i mean it was just them two in the house mm-hmm. people just moved out That's they're cute. Old, they moved out years ago yeah um and I, my mum's got a cross stitch thing that i bought for her because i thought oh she'll love that hasn't picked it up <laughs> i might actually just i might just give that a go at some point <laughs> yeah um, I'm also playing a lot of mini games on Snapchat, like not really Ooh, a lot. If that's I'm niche. It is niche. That is yeah, niche. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing that. Um, this is like the most exciting thing I wanted to talk to you about. Can you explain to people watching who don't know about oh caterpillars, the, the Spanish caterpillars, the Spanish caterpillars? Sí, Go on. Claro. Um, so basically, in the summer <laughs> last year, yeah, last year now, um, I bought a broccoli. God, I feel like I've said this story Good so choice. many times, I love it. <laughs> I bought a broccoli from Tesco. My housemate also bought a broccoli from Tesco. Mm-hmm. As I was cutting into it, I found a caterpillar. I was like, oh my God, what, what the hell? It was wrapped. It's pretty oh, chunky caterpillar, wasn't it? It was what, chunky? It was chunky, like, he was quite a big boy. It was a bit, the first one was big, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was some small, they sort of varied as, as I found more and more. Oh. But yeah, the first one, I opened the wrapper and I was like, what am I going to do? So I kept it and I kept it as a pet and I just literally took a picture of it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, like, oh my God. Nothing happened for like a month, like realistically. While it, I just sort of kept this thread going to myself and my mates. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and then, so yeah, my housemate's caterpillar then had a further five, broccoli then had a further five caterpillars in it. Yeah. Alive. And I was just cutting it and laughing, like, oh my God, what the, what the hell are we going to do? And they were Spanish caterpillars, so I had to search whether they were, like, going to be bad for the environment and stuff, but they weren't. They were cabbage whites, so, yeah. like, they're common to the UK anyway. Mm-hmm. I was like, sweet, keep them. So we made this little house for them. We just used to hang out with them and watch them. They're really, they're really <laughs> cool to keep because they just sort of move about. And then when you watch them evolve... They, it's just such a mad process like watch some string they do like a little string shot yeah. around themselves hang on to something and then just go really hard wow it's weird <laughs> but yeah then there was another one so seven in the end 
I ended up raising them and then once there were butterflies, I started releasing them on into the wild, but like whilst keeping the process on Twitter mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous. Like it's it got an outrageous amount of traction on Twitter, like oh, millions of views. <laughs> Have you got free? Um, did, did you get like compensation from Tesco? Did they give you any like free? They gave me one pound ten. For, oh my uh, days! For two broccolis, and that was fine. I got you know, it's fine. You got your one pound ten. Insects and vegetables. It's kind of <laughs> you know, it's the kind of thing that you expect. But um, the whole thing, I was in like, I was doing interviews for everything. I was on Good Morning America. What? I was on Fox News. So that Americans lapped it up. I was on Fox yeah. News. I was on Buzzfeed USA. I was doing like the UK, like Mail, Metro, um, Evening Standard, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, what the hell are people doing right now? It was like <laughs> July, it was like pure lockdown behaviour. I was like, everyone's so bored. Because everyone was like, oh my God, another another caterpillar hatches. I'm like, it is what they do. Yeah. Like, they become it's a family, guys. It's a family. It's like, it's the caterpillar guy from the UK, London. Yeah. <laughs> He's raising these caterpillars. <laughs> I, I, loved it. I read some of the comments that like, I love his accent and I was like no one in the UK says that about my Midlands <laughs> accent so I'll take that from you lot <laughs> I feel like buying some caterpillars now I bet you can get them on like eBay and stuff some caterpillars yeah can you recommend <sighs> any do you know like the different breeds now or not really I know there's a there's so there's two that you find on broccoli or also on cabbage and they are either the ones I had which yeah. are caterpillars or if they hoop so like if they sort of do that as they walk yeah. they are going to be moths oh yeah no, they're called like that. hooping that person. No, <laughs> we that. will release those ones we'll keep the butterfly <laughs> ones so at the end of every call I'm going to ask everybody I interview what one bit of advice they'd give to people I know we've kind of been over advice but if you're one piece of advice to get into the industry what would it be? Um, oh, one bit. Yeah, so, like a main mantra, I guess. I guess it would genuinely, I'm not just saying this to be cliche, but just be sweet, be nice and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Because if you're not being yourself, if you're not naturally sweet and naturally nice, I know some people aren't, I guess, still be yourself because if you're trying to be something else, it will shine through, especially with presenting, I think. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, like, I've had times where I've not felt like I'm doing what I want to be doing, mm-hmm. even during, like, you know, the last few years with my job and stuff, and people be like, oh, he's, like, he's doing so well. But, like, there's been times where I feel like I can't be myself as a presenter, mm-hmm. whereas like, I feel like over time I've suddenly, especially this year, I've really sort of felt more me. And I mm-hmm. think that I wish I could have just bottled that and had it sooner because it's just so good to be you and be honest with your audience and Mm -hmm. they'll notice that and if they don't like you then that's fine there's going to be loads of people that do like you there's a place for everyone exactly yeah even if you're really really annoying there will be people that like you (laughs) thank you annoying people well thank you so much for chatting to me it's been so good to fight you've i've found out so much about caterpillars about yeti mics (laughs) everything Honestly, yeah, you found, I talk a lot of rubbish, it's fine. It's been great. <laughs>